0: Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome, my friends, once again to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur distiller, and welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And then, you know what, my friends? I want you to engage with me and be part of the show, part of the conversation. So, find, follow, and engage with me on Twitter, and Rizzle, a great app, at Colt S. Taylor, and catch up with all the news I'm reading throughout the week at my website, coltsebastiantaylor.com. All right, let's get started with this week's Saturday Port. It's time once again for my favorite part of the show, which will sadly end in a few weeks, the Kanye West 2020 presidential update. Yeezy for 2020, probably the only show that covers his presidential run to the White House. I should really try to get him on or have him be a sponsor. Anyways, uh, nothing too new to talk about this week. He has not received any new endorsements. Uh, he's not going to get any more on any more states. Ballots have been sent out in many places. Voting has already started in many states. And only one new one new uh, poll out this week with Kanye West on it from the Folks at Ledger 360. Uh, they did a poll with him on it uh along with Joe Jorgensen which i believe is a libertarian candidate and Howie Hawkins which i believe is the green candidate. Uh so 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 uh Kanye West is this week coming in at about 1% unfortunately. Uh he is his greatest strength appears to be in the south. Uh he is going 0% northeast, midwest and west but 1% in the south uh 1% across um all age ranges and 1% in the male demographic 0% in the female demographic so i don't think he is going to be able to get on the debate debate stage anytime soon as you may know you need to have 15% in five major polls which is practically impossible for most presidential candidates other than the two main parties Uh, In fact, the last time there was more than one person on the debate stage was in 1992 with Ross Perot. He actually did make a good run at it and was on several, several uh, polls, over 15%, so they had him on stage. Didn't win any states or any electoral votes, although came close, came close in Maine in one of those electoral districts, but uh, did not win any. But Kanye West not quite doing what Ross Perot did in 1992, so I don't think he's gonna have much of an impact in things overall. Uh, in that poll, Joe Biden came in at 49 percent, Donald Trump at 40, Joe Jorgensen at two, Howie Hawkins at one, Kanye West at one. One uh, percent says they won't, won't vote, and six percent have no idea who they're going to vote for. So it's possible that that six percent could all jump to Kanye West, but again. Even if they did, uh, I don't think it'll be that big, that big of an impact in the overall state of things. Uh, only a few more weeks until Election Day. Don't know if Kanye will be able to turn this around. You know, I was curious, though. I was curious, though. I actually had not visited Kanye West's uh, election website. And uh, it is not to be—I was not disappointed with what I saw. Uh, so his first thing, support Kanye for president— uh hat for sale forty dollars, hoodie eighty dollars, hat and hoodie, hundred dollars, uh shirt forty, uh purple hat that said twenty twenty vision for sixty uh purple hoodie one sixty purple hat and purple hoodie two hundred dollars and then after the merchandise obviously um there are is his Kanye West presidential platform. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten platforms, and each of them have a Bible verse under it, I guess, in a way to justify his selection of those platform. I guess. Well, he's, he's taking a very much religious kick lately. Um, I think it's a clever way to sell records, but... You know, that's, that's for another time. But, uh, and that's his website. Donate. Uh, and then if you want to stay up to date, you can give your email, phone, and zip code to Yeezy, and you'll stay up to date. So it's not very it's not a very deep website. You know, there's more merchandise on there than there is actual, you know, information. But if you want to donate $2,800 to Yeezy, hey, I would say instead be a sponsor of my show. Because I feel like you'll get more bang for your buck out of me than you would... Supporting Kanye West for president. Just saying, just saying, just saying. Now from one superstar that I would be very unlikely to vote for to one that I would certainly vote for, The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, former wrestler, occasional wrestler now, and movie superstar, crossed an important an important milestone on Instagram. He has surpassed 200 million followers on Instagram, 200 million followers on Instagram. I am short by about nine hundred and ninety 990, nine million nine hundred and ninety thousand, probably 999,000 followers. Uh, he reached this milestone very recently, um, which is incredible, incredible. But my friends, he is not the most followed person on Instagram. Two other people have more followers than him on Instagram. I will let you take a moment to guess who they are. I'm making this sound myself. If you guessed superstar Ariana Grande with 203 million followers, you would be correct. Now, the one with the most followers in the world is Portuguese athlete Ronaldo, which I assume is probably a soccer player, he has 238 million followers. Holy moly, that is a lot of followers on Instagram. One can only imagine, like, you could post a picture of a salad, and you probably have 3 million likes about it. So, uh, The Rock, dressed in a black tie, thanked everyone for um, following him. He wrote, always speak your truth, and when you do speak your truth, do your best to speak it with dignity, compassion, respect, poise, and empathy. Even when the conversations get uncomfortable, when you approach with respect and care, on the other side of discomfort is clarity and Progress. So he is the most followed American man in the world. So, but and uh, the mo- and most importantly, he says the number one daddy at home. Now you might remember uh, uh, the Rock, the Johnson family uh, came and they they suffered from the coronavirus in September, but everyone has fully recovered, just a sore throat. So luckily, no long-term issues with anyone there. Uh, He also recently endorsed Joe Biden for president. His first time he ever endorsed anyone um, for president. And uh, his video received almost 3 million million views in just four hours, which is pretty impressive. That's more than I get uh, ever. I don't think I've ever had a million views on anything. So one day, though, one day, with your help, my friends at AWSM Radio, I'll be... 1% as famous as The Rock. So, you know, I gotta dream big. So congratulations to The Rock for reaching 200 million followers on Instagram. The most number one followed American man in the world. Moving along in the world of entertainment, there is a remake in the works, my friends. Yes, a remake of a classic movie. I'll let you guess what it is once again. You know, no, not Lawrence of Arabia. Nope, 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 nope. Not The Godfather. One more guess. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nope, already did that. Coyote Ugly. Yes. The 2000, I guess you could say hit, Coyote Ugly. There's going to be a remake. Tyra, Bank, Brank, Tyra Banks announced it the other day. Now, you may not remember, but uh, Coy- Coyote Ugly. Ugly, uh, stars Piper Paribu, uh John Goodman, Tira Banks, uh, Johnny Knoxville has a small role in there, um, Leanne Rimes appears as herself, there are a bunch of other people there, Bridget Moynihan is in that movie, and um, it did, I guess it did okay, I have personally, I personally have never seen it myself, uh, although I do know it was, at the time, super popular with a very... Uh, I guess you say, select demographic of people. Uh, it made $17 million in the opening weekend. It grossed uh, $60 million domestically and $53 million around the world, making it a box office success. Reviews were a wee bit mixed, but uh, I guess they're remaking it. Uh, no word if uh, Tyra Banks will be, you know... Uh, making a cameo or pri prizing any roles in there. It's very early in the um development of it. But it was a movie about, oh, you know, five bartenders in a in a uh, <laughs> in a bar in New York and it was a Western themed bar and they were the coyote ugly bartenders. And uh, you know, if you go to some bars nowadays they do kind of copy that sort of that sort of theme and whatnot. Uh very coming of age uh, movie, I suppose, uh, but it has, a, it has officially is a cult classic, and has acquired a cult following over the years, and, uh, I guess, um, I guess we're going back and making it again, I guess we'll see what happens, so, best of luck to the new Coyote Ugly Girls, hopefully, hopefully, there'll be a box office success, and, uh, you know, maybe if, uh, this pandemic is, whenever this pandemic is over, is there any theaters, Still out there, I will do a double feature weekend and let you know how the new one compares to the original. Both seen completely fresh, and let you know how that goes. Fun fact, fun fact: um, uh, Jessica Simpson was offered a role in that movie, but she turned it down. Then hmm. Leanne Rhymes swooped in there, and she got it. I guess. I don't know. Anyways, that uh, look for that movie coming out sometime in twenty twenty one slash twenty twenty two. Now moving on to travel, specifically air travel. Not that many of us are doing that these days, but British Airways, the national carrier of Great Britain, retired its final Boeing 747 airplane from the airways. Um, you know, 747 is you know synonymous with air travel, but uh, they are being retired, and pretty soon there'll be no more 747 planes flying in the air. These were jumbo jet planes carrying over 300 people, and uh, they're being replaced by smaller, more fuel-efficient planes, and um, they had hoped to retire it a few years from now, but given the Pandemic and air travel being down, they uh, they decided it was time to finally retire this the last two, seven forty seven. So they uh, flew and then um, they'll be flown back and put into storage and slowly dismantled for parts and whatnot. But uh, they're looking to make their fleet to be net zero by twenty fifty. And these planes are just very fuel-hungry. They, they suck up fuel very, very inefficiently. At the time, amazing. Today, eh, not so much. So it was once known as the queen of the skies and is very popular amongst uh, aviation fanatics. Uh, but as jets become more fuel-efficient and smaller, uh, big airlines really can't afford to operate these planes uh, as much as they would like to. And uh, now with smaller planes. are more fuel efficient. They can run more flights. Throughout the week. And they, the demand is way down. So they decided to knock it down. The original 747 had 27 first class seats. And 292 economy seats. And featured an upper deck lounge. Now I have never flown first class. I'm waiting for that sweet AWSM paycheck. But I guess it's... It'll be coming one of these days, and I'll be using that for my first class around the world, but one of these days, one of these days. But, uh, those last planes, they are now officially retired. There are, I believe, a few airlines still, uh, flying these planes, but I am willing to, bet the next five to ten years, there'll be no more 747s. Uh, they were a backbone for 50 years for many big-time airliners, but now they're going for smaller, more efficient, fuel-efficient aircraft, and, uh, they are uh they're on their way out. They're on the way out. Moving along, but still staying within the world of aeronautics. Uh recently a small plane crashed in central Mexico. Now again, not a not a huge story that I would usually cover here on my Saturday report with Colts Batch and Taylor. Uh, in that crash, two people were killed. Again, not a huge story that I would I would cover. A tragedy for sure, but you know. Happens, it happens. Um, oh, yes. This plane was chased by Mexican military helicopters until it ran out of fuel and crashed into central Mexico. When authorities came to the plane, it was, uh, carrying 800 pounds of cocaine! Sorry, 880 pounds of cocaine! Now, I'm sure, uh... I'm sure some some of my listeners out there are going, oh, I'm sorry, did someone say cocaine? But uh, yes, a plane was chased by military hop- helicopters from Mexico, ran out of gas, and crashed in central Mexico, uh, killing both on board and having almost a half ton of cocaine on there. Now, this is notable because in recent months, there have been a number of planes business class jets that have been found crashed or abandoned in central and southern Mexico, including one found in a hidden a hidden air uh, airstrip <laughs> a hidden airstrip in Central America, in Guatemala. Um, in fact, some planes have been stolen from these private airports and used to smuggle drugs uh, south to north. Um, and, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, I laugh because I just, this has been, like, a problem that I didn't think was a problem, but their business jets are being stolen and then used to fly drugs from South America to North America, and sometimes they crash because these really aren't professional pilots. Now, two weeks ago, a business jet was stolen from Mexico and crashed in Guatemala after, Uh, it made a mysterious trip to Venezuela. And then on the plane, they found a huge amount of drugs and weapons. And they don't know who these guys are, who they visited, or why this, where this plane was going. But it just crashed in in Guatemala when it missed uh, a hidden airstrip. Which you know, hidden airstrips. They're hidden for a reason. They're hard to find. I guess you would crash. So, um... There has been apparently, according to Mexican authorities, a noted uptick of aerial uh, drug smuggling, and uh, I guess they don't have their own planes, so they're stealing I guess these poorly protected business jet planes, probably bribing airport security. they don't make too much, and uh, you know all the jets are probably covered by insurance three times over, but uh, this is a problem, and they have a lot of planes crashing in Mexico.' They're like now, a lot not like ten or twenty a day, but you know maybe once or twice a month a business plane will crash they'll get there and they'll just find just almost literally a ton of drugs and weapons in a burning wreckage of a stolen plane so I thought that was interesting and uh, that is weird, that's a weird one I'll tell you who always flies first class, never needs any recreational help to feel good. That's my pal DC, and he is here live on AWSM Radio DC, live in effect, Friday nights at 9 p.m., Sunday nights at 10 p.m. He mixes it up both those days, and I'll tell you what, you do not want to miss. You don't want to miss out while he smashes it on the ones and twos, kicking it, kicking the beats from his South Philly Hidden Runway Bunker. Musical Laboratory, he is the best, you need to listen to him, my pal, also you can see him, he's also on Rizzle, so follow me and him on Rizzle and you will not regret it. My friend DC, live in effect here on AWSM Radio, Fridays at 9pm, Sundays at 10pm, mark your calendars, don't miss it, it's a great show. Moving along, back to entertainment, Saturday Night Live returned. To the airways this last Saturday for its 46th season, almost 50 seasons of Saturday Live, 46th with host Chris Rock. Uh, And it was the most viewed premiere since 2016, attracting 7.7 million viewers, according to Nielsen Media Research. But that's not really the reason why I brought up the story. Uh, I found it interesting. That they had a live studio audience inside there. Now, uh, if you may remember, when things started getting really, really bad real quickly in March, they canceled the shows and then had these sort of uh, hybrid Zoom shows where everyone was broadcasting from home. Tom Hanks did the first mile of the COVID-19 monologue, America's Dad. Um, but they came back for the now now we're now in October doing a live show and they had an audience in there. And I thought, well, that's strange. They that, had how could they have an audience in there? Well, turns out, uh, they found a not sort of a loophole, but a way to have an audience in there. Uh the rules say that uh only paid mem people paid members of the production crew can be there during a production of a show. So you can do shows, record it, but you can't have an audience there. Well, they paid the audience to be there, and that technically makes them employees. Therefore, they could have people there watching the show. Now, everyone who was in the show had masks, did uh, the 15-minute rapid tests, and there were never more than 100 people inside the studio in the room at one time. So that's how they got around... um, these these rules or whatnot. So if you're willing to pay, make them employees, then that is permissible at this time. Obviously if there's an SNL super spreader event, they might change those rules, but assuming everyone was responsible and whatnot, they they it should be fine. Uh, they got paid a hundred and fifty dollars, apparently, uh, to watch the show. Now, I'm not one to go watch theater, but, you know, if I took a took a fifty minute rapid test and everyone else did Someone cut me a check for $150. Yeah, I go see top quality comedy live. Um, and uh, you could tell you could tell a bit also the show they had a somewhat reduced crew. Uh, some of the camera work was obviously done by one person, so they could have switched between cameras. They moved between people and scenes. Uh, the between the commercial little bits, everyone's wearing a mask. They only take their masks off when they're doing the skit, and then after the skit put their masks back on. But uh, this looks like, for the time being, unless there's a massively awful second wave, and fingers crossed, hopefully not, uh, this is how they're going to be doing the show until, well, for the foreseeable future. Uh, As for all the other theaters uh, out there, they can't quite do that. Uh, But Saturday Night Live... Being having more money than anyone in the entertainment world, basically, in terms of producing shows. This is how they're going to be moving forward to have shows live on TV on NBC. So while Saturday Night Live can pay people to be in the audience, uh, a lot of other venues cannot. And they... National Association of uh, Music Venues and Theater Venues and Independent Venues are all saying that, uh, you know, if this continues with people not being able to come to shows, there could be practically apocalypse of bankruptcies and venues shutting down so that when we do get back to normal, there's not going to be a whole lot of independent venues and theaters and places to see shows out there anymore. Uh, A lot of these venues have been closed since March, have not been able to reopen, There just isn't a good solution to get shows up and running in these places. You can't install plexiglass around every single seat Uh, in music venues. I mean, you need to be able to hear... Said performer and having a piece, a sheet of plexiglass separating them and each other from each other just isn't quite going to do it. So a lot of these venues are struggling, and some are saying that they might not be able to reopen. They might have to cl- declare bankruptcy. They might have to close down, sell the property, and they just won't be there when things get back to normal. Uh, currently, currently, um. There are three bills in Congress that would support these venues. They haven't seen much traction. Surprise, surprise, the arts is not a big priority in this country, apparently. Um, So hopefully, hopefully, that will be the case. I mean, I am my friends from the Philadelphia area. I have friends up in New York City. I have friends in Los Angeles and Chicago, all in the theatric arts. And they're all saying the same thing, like, well, we're doing the best that we can, but Gosh, come 2021, not sure where we're going to be. So there could be a big problem here soon. We might see a real just gutting of our arts and entertainment um, venues here if these people don't get the support they need. I mean, we all got our checks in the mail. Well, I mean, most people. I haven't, and that's a story for another time. But a lot of these venues are hurting bad and probably will be the last venues that we see open after this pandemic, I mean, you know the places where everyone gets together, hang out, and breathe on each other. Those are going to be the last venues that we see recover. So hopefully they'll be able to survive. I would say I would I would say to any of my friends out there listening to me, if you can support your local theater, support your local artists, support your local entertainment venues, however you can, please do because. These folks are not the millionaires, they're not the billionaires, they're not the Bezos, they're not the Bill Gates, they're not the Apples. They don't have a vault of gold like Scrooge McDuck, which they can just dip into. They're struggling, they need your support. Hopefully they get their support from uh, Congress to keep them going, so that when this is all over, we can all hang out together again, laugh, have a few drinks, have a good meal, and watch uh, people perform for us. Now on to satellite radio. Howard Stern, the king of all media, the king of radio. Uh, well, he has been for quite a while now on Sirius XM radio, satellite radio, and his contract is up in at the end of the year, at the end of 2020. Now, reportedly, his his current slash last five-year contract was $80 to $100 million A year a year friend so a half almost possibly a half a billion dollars over the course of five years and rumor has it that he will be offered a contract for 120 million dollars a year for five years holy moly that's a whole lot of money um how much do i make here Apparently not, not not, as much. Apparently not as much here at uh, AWSM Radio. So, uh, but with that said, uh, Howard Stern went onto the radio and um, um, he uh, said that he had not seen a contract yet. Uh, He had not heard about anything. He has, obviously, his agent and his team is negotiating with Sirius XM and radio and whatnot, and uh, he doesn't know. He would certainly apparently like to stay at Sirius XM radio, but, you know, if not, if not. Now, Sirius XM has the rights to his catalog, his backlog of all of his previous shows until 2027, so there's a strong chance he'll stay. If he were to leave, he could take none of his previous shows with him, and On Sirius XM Radio, I mean, Howard Stern has, like, his show, I think, only three or four days a week. And then there's 24 hours of programming around him of old previous shows, highlights, other people, other characters have their own show. So they've got – actually, I think they have two or three channels. I mean, I don't have Sirius Radio. I'm not uh, not quite getting that uh, radio pay yet to get satellite radio. But I believe he has two or three channels on there all with 24-hour programming. There's, there's some repeats and stuff like that, but there's also a lot of original content, a lot of past content. Anyways, um, Sirius, Ra- Sirius XM Radio owns the rights to all of his previous work, so um, he wouldn't be able to take any of that with him. However, however there is a wee bit of competition out there. Uh, Spotify, which is a popular... Uh, uh, which is a popular service uh, gave two hundred million dollars to bill Simmons sports podcast The ringer, and more than a hundred million dollars a hundred million dollars to the Joe Rogan experience podcast so these are two podcasts, friends that are making more money than p- probably all of us see would ever see so here's hoping the Colt Sebastian Taylor show by twenty twenty one will be Pulling in a cool, cool twenty million from somebody, I will not hold my breath on it. But uh, these guys are doing very well for themselves. But anyways, I digress. So Spotify, Spotify could, you know, theoretically make a play for him. Uh, but one source familiar with Spotify says there's not a serious pursuit of Howard Stern by Spotify. I'm sure his opportunity they would, they would, they would snatch it up. They got the money, but chances are. Uh, Howard Stern will sign for another probably five years with uh, Sirius XM Radio for $120 million. Uh, they want him to stay. They want him to stay. Um, but we'll, and we'll see what happens. My, my If I could bet $120 million for five years on something, I'm willing to bet he's going to stay. Moving on, Ruby Tuesday, which I don't know how many people have been to a Ruby Tuesday. I've been to a few, but uh, they declared bankruptcy, Chapter 11 bankruptcy this uh, past week. uh, And uh, they had previously had closed 185 of its uh, stores of they have 421. So, you know. Uh, you know, clo- clo- not quite half, but pretty close to half of their casual dining restaurants. Uh, those that are closed will stay closed for good. Uh, they declared bankruptcy. They're hoping to restructure so they can come out of this with long, st- long-term stability. They had not been doing too great even before the pandemic, and they have a debt between 100 million and 500 million dollars which you know what, like I've never declared bankruptcy. I don't quite know how you can guess your debt being 100 million and a half a billion dollars is like what exactly in terms of accounting is it that you're like like hey, how much do we owe? Uh between a 100 million and a uh, 500 million 100 million dollars like oh all right well then that's that's it or that's just like a check mark that they they feel they check off in the forms. And whatnot. Maybe it's a check mark. Anyways, fact is they owe a ton of money to a lot of people. They're closing hundred and eighty five of its stores permanently. Um, just in just in the New Jersey area. There's at least seven that'll be closing for good. Uh, and there's plenty all over the United States will be closed uh, permanently. Permanently. So other stores have hit have hit it have been hit pretty hard by COVID-19. Uh, we have seen closures at Burger King, Smashburger, Zenburger, Cheeseburger in Paradise, uh, a lot of restaurant chains. These fran- these are franchises, so you know these franchise owners can't quite uh, keep up with payments, and they've had to close permanently. And um, yeah, Ruby Tuesday was hit hard by this, and so they're closing almost half of their stores for good. Uh fun fact, it was founded in nineteen seventy-two in Knoxville, Tennessee. I don't know the story behind Ruby Tuesday. Was there a Diamond Monday, an Emerald Wednesday, a Sapphire Thursday, a um uh, I don't know any more gems. Amber and Amber Friday. Is Amber a gem? Anyways, anyways, uh, if you have a Ruby Tuesday nearby, uh, you may want to support it because it might end up being closed because the entire chain is under severe, severe financial pressure due to COVID-19. Speaking of having a rough time, Louisiana is having a rough time this year with hurricanes and tropical storms as Hurricane Delta Makes landfall, uh, if not late last night, early this morning. Uh, hurricane Delta, a strong hurricane, hitting uh, Louisiana. Only six weeks after Hurricane, I believe Laura, blew through there with a severe, with a very tough hurricane. Almost exactly the same area, but like the same areas are being affected. Some areas are not even done cleaning up. Um, they have seen six this state alone. Six tropical systems in the area uh, in in this year. And this is Hurricane Delta. Uh, As I mentioned in a previous Saturday broadcast, we have run out of hurricane names the second time, only the second time uh, in the entire history of hurricanes, 2005, we went up to Hurricane Zeta, which we are now two hurricanes away. Right now we're at Delta. The next one will be Epsilon. The next one will be Zeta. And then after that, we will have hit a record, and I am thinking we will probably get there because in 2005, uh, tropical tropical storm Zeta formed on December 30th, 2005. It is not; we are not in December. We have two full months to go through. Uh, hurricane season officially ends November 30th, but there can still be hurricanes outside of that season. We will likely go past that date. So, to all of my friends in Louisiana, Texas, uh, probably Alabama, Mississippi, and Arkansas, and uh, that area, uh, you may not see the winds. Louisiana obviously will. But you'll see some heavy, heavy rain. So do, do be careful. Do be safe. Follow the instructions of local authorities. And uh, you'll write out yet another hurricane, Hurricane Delta, Blowing on through. So please, 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 please be safe, my friends. Now, if you want to be safe while driving home, you should not be flipping between radio stations while you're driving home. You should only be tuned to one station during your commute home, and that is W S N Radio. And that is because between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, you'll be listening to The Rock Sessions with my friend, Rox. It is a drive-time show, making sure to make that evening commute home fun, featuring the hottest music on the charts, and some other surprises in between. It's hosted by my good friend, Rox, and she will make it rock, rock style. She is fantastic. She's a great host. You should listen to her Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on AWSM Radio. Do you know what also is fantastic and that I love a lot? Dogs. I love dogs. In fact, I uh, got a boxer a boxer Puppy, in June, she is pretty big now. She's gonna be even huge more. Before her, uh, her name is Willow. Before her, I had a oh, a beautiful, beautiful, fun, lovable, adorable boxer named Cordelia, uh, who passed away in March and whatnot. Uh, but I love boxers. I love dogs. And I read a story that I thought was interesting. Turns out, dogs, according to scientists don't exactly recognize you by your face. Like, they see faces, and they know that that person's human, but they don't exactly know who that is until they get some more clues. Uh, and that's why, you know, hearing your voice, seeing you move, your smell, uh, the clothes you wear, um, those trigger enough memories like, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy. So if uh, you were to be put in a plexiglass, uh, you know, booth cut off from all you know smells or sounds and stuff like that and lined up with everyone else a dog might have a pretty hard time figuring out who is who but once they hear you and smell you and see you move around then oh yeah that guy oh yeah that guy uh and i i I did not know that i thought dogs recognize faces but faces are just one of several clues they need to trigger the memory of figuring out you are who you say you are so if you sneak up on a dog and don't say anything, you stay real still, they'll look at you and they'll stare at you, and then as soon as you start talking, they'll run over you jump in your arms and lick your face and whatnot, because then they finally remember you. So apparently, dogs' brains are wired, obviously different than ours, uh, they're more food and uh, you know stuff I'm not supposed to chew on uh, wired. Uh, they have a hard time picking out faces. They need those other things. So, if you have an adorable dog, and speaking of folks on AWSM Radio that have adorable dogs, my friend Rox has some beautiful puppies. Beautiful puppies that she has. You should really check out. Maybe she'll. Sh- maybe she'll share them on the AWSM Radio Instagram page. I occasionally put my dog on there. Maybe they will share mine soon. In fact, tell you what. This week, friends, share your dog and tag AWSM Radio. Let's give the social media person something to look at this weekend. Tag your tag your dog and share share the love of dogs this weekend. It'll be a great way to start the weekend of just sharing a goofy picture of your dog. But anyways, dogs, science, brains. Um, I thought it was inter- interesting. Wanted to share it with you. And, uh, you know, if you can give your dog an extra cuddle tonight... You should certainly do so. Finally, folks, for this week, let's talk about going to the movies, uh, and how we're not. Uh, we're not going to go to the movies. Uh, Regal Cinema uh, here in the United States, which is the second largest theater chain uh, behind AMC, uh, has closed all theaters this week until further notice. Um, mostly, I mean, they've been trying to reopen theaters following COVID nineteen guidelines but they're closing because major films are being pushed back. Uh the James Bond movie No Time to Die, which was supposed to be released in April, now they moved it to November, now they're pushing it back to 2021. Uh, Black Widow, the Marvel movie, that has been pushed back into next year. There's no big major movies coming out this year, so they've decided to close theaters until further notice. Uh, they're also closing all the theaters they own in the United Kingdom uh, under the company uh, Sinworld, C-I-N-E, just, just so we're all in the same, pa- play, same place here. Uh, so between these two theaters... Uh, Seven Over 7,000 movie screens will remain dark until major movies start coming out again. Um, AMC, which is the largest movie theater chain in the United States, is still open. Uh, and then maybe with the closing of these theaters, they might be able to pull in some of that market share. But it would not surprise me if they begin limiting how often they are open. Fortunately, friends, I can assure you that I, Colt Sebastian Taylor, here on AWSM Radio, will not shudder because, well, I don't do major releases here. Although I could. Now I can't copyright. But anyways, uh, looks like there'll be a whole lot more demand for at-home demand uh, video because theaters, they are not open. We have come to the end of yet another fantastic show. Thank you so much. For joining me this week on the Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor. And um, I had a great time today. I hope you enjoyed the stories I told you. Remember, remember, you can find me. You can engage with me. You can tell how great and handsome I am or how terrible I am on Twitter and Rizzle at Colt S. Taylor. Feel free to engage with me on there and tell me if there's stories I missed, stories I should cover. And also for your daily source of news of everyday news and stuff that I'm doing, things I'm promoting, things I'm being a brand ambassador for. Go to ColtSebastianTaylor.com. Plenty of stuff there for you to explore, bookmark it. And um, until next week, friends, I am, of course, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later.